You're listening to the Keeping It Real podcast geared specifically towards entrepreneurs and hosted by yours truly, Connie Hammond, the founder of Resort Entrepreneurs and Resort Workers. This is episode number 11. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. So today's podcast is all about redefining success as you go through life and the zigzags that I've taken to truly find what success means to me. So to start, have you looked at your definition of success lately? As I look forward to what I've dubbed my re-entry into life after being sidelined by choice for seven remote years of devoted caregiving and much needed quiet time, I find myself doing a lot of thinking about success and what that word used to mean to me compared to what it means to me now, especially after so much of my life has changed. I'm settled now in all the good ways. It's so important to take pause every few years to revisit your definition of success or else you run the risk of churning out what actually could be an old, long-forgotten dream. It's a trap that's easy to fall into considering how many people actually live on autopilot. To be totally honest, I never really gave it that much consideration in my life until I was going through a divorce in my mid-30s. Sure, I chose a college and a first job and even a first spouse, but hindsight being 2020, I should have been much more deliberate in all of those choices. I was living an unconscious, immature life based on gut feeling more than intention. Don't get me wrong, this time of my life was good and fun and happy, I mean, filled with tons of laughter, but in reality, I was just going with the flow, like a passenger in a rudderless boat on a sunny day. I may not have known where the hell the boat was going, but I sure as heck knew that I was going to enjoy the ride while I was getting there. My quote-unquote wandering aimlessly mindset mindset started to shift when I took some much-needed time after my divorce to really ponder what I wanted to do to make me happy again. Luckily, I'd heard or read some advice somewhere by some guru that really stuck. It was this, if you want to change your life, take a 30-day yes challenge. It consists of doing at least one new and different thing a day. You could go visit a museum, you could eat at a new restaurant, take a different route to work, you could change your hair color, you could go salsa dancing, you could take a singing lesson, learn a new sport, you could just volunteer. So I took that advice to heart and chose to bust the rut by immersing myself in art, jazz, and all things fun in the Big Apple. I enrolled in an appraisal of fine and decorative arts course at NYU, their School of Continuing and Professional Studies, for what was a much needed and long overdue summer of yes. I've always loved art and antiques, so what better place to analyze art than in Manhattan and for an entire summer? As a newfound student, I said yes to learning whenever and wherever, not just learning about art, but also about life by absorbing all I could into my summer intensive. When I wasn't studying awe-inspired masterpieces up close and personal, I committed myself to saying yes to pretty much each and every invitation that came my way, whether that was listening to jazz at the Blue Note, having a martini at Bemelman's, or Bemelman's, I don't know how you say it, bar, going to another Yankees game, listening to a concert in Central Park, or just walking across the Brooklyn Bridge. Needless to say, although I arrived in New York City that summer totally just depleted and drained, 
I left totally filled up, inspired, and reinvigorated. The decision to change course and try something entirely new led to so many wonderful and surprising things. Mostly, I rediscovered my joie de vivre. I think that's how you say it. After a too long slumber. I also left with a promise to myself that no matter where I was or what I was doing, I would take a summer of yes sabbatical every 10 years so life would never get stale again. So once I returned home to Minneapolis, I started considering what my next career move would be and I came up with a list of five things that I wanted in a new job. I wanted to travel back to New York City. I wanted to work around really smart people. I wanted to learn finance. I wanted to learn technology and I wanted to make good money. (laughs) I guess one could say that being near Wall Street must have influenced that list. I didn't realize it at the time, but this worthwhile endeavor was really my first attempt at setting my intentions for life and I actually achieved it. I landed a sales job at CBS Market Watch that checked off every item and life was really, really good for several years. However, it was when I unexpectedly won the Pinnacle Award for Sales Achievement, and it was a truly meaningful career achievement or highlight for me, but it was when I won that award that I had a pretty big aha moment. I had been working extremely hard to land those million-dollar media deals in order to meet those aggressive quotas, so I really was proud of the work that I had put in, and of course I had a great team of colleagues too that clearly were part of the reason for my success but and here's the big but I returned to the hotel room that night realizing that I had no significant other to call about the award yes my colleagues celebrated with me and naturally I rang up my parents and siblings and a few friends who were also thrilled yet I couldn't help thinking to myself what good is life successful moments if you don't really have anyone special to share them with I suspect there are many hard workers out there who may have thunk this thought. The road to career achievement, especially ones that aren't married, so that's really who I'm talking to. The road to career achievement can easily be paved with lots of long, lonely work nights if you don't keep it in check. So while that night was a career highlight, it also was a personal low light. I'd forsaken relationships for work. Seven years after starting that dream job, I'd achieved what I'd envisioned success to be. It just never occurred to me that when I actually achieved my whipped up definition of success, it would end up leaving me wanting something entirely different. And you know, honestly, who knows? Maybe that's actually how a well-rounded life comes to fruition. But I went back to the drawing board. I did a lot of thinking that night about the changes that I needed to make to make to redefine my success or to my earlier definition of success. And I also thought about where and when in my life I was the happiest and why. And that answer came to me was Aspen after college because people were always happy, laid back, and fun. And being a people person who was also craving more relationships, I loved the fact that I never met a stranger there. So being the list builder that I am, I took out pen and paper and started developing options, writing out how I could work my way back there to build new relationships. And so I did, and it was deliberately fun. I mean, really fun. I had a great time. I even met somebody. But about three years into reestablishing a new life back in Aspen, I received a call that my dad was in the hospital. I needed to come home right away, and so I did, and it was horribly sad. Instead of planning what I thought would be my second summer of yes as promised, 
to myself, I found myself planning my father's funeral. And just like that, my life in Aspen as I knew it ended, and my life in a one-stoplight town in Mississippi began. I was now my mother's caregiver. I came to the country kicking and screaming. I couldn't help but think that God was playing some kind of cruel joke on me. But after a few years of angry resistance, I came to love the quiet contentment that my parents had always promised could be found here if I'd just quit fighting it. Once I reluctantly made the shift to surrender, my perspective immediately changed. I felt like a toddler who'd found deep, peaceful slumber after a long, tear-filled temper tantrum. I named my home the Peace Palace and started turning my nightmare into my dream. I never understood the joy of watching hummingbirds until now. (laughs) To be honest, I never knew how to be still. I'd spent my life moving from one place to another, restlessly searching for what I don't know. These prayerful and reflective years at the Peace Palace have taught me more about myself than I ever could have imagined otherwise, and I am grateful. I'm not sure if it's just middle-aged contentment or newfound enlightenment or just that I'm rearing to go again, but what I am sure of is my definition of success has evolved yet again. It's still ambitious, just not in the traditional sense. Now it's more about the gives than the gets. It's more about the peace than the party. It's more about discovery and less about destination. My goal is to live a God-centered life, which enables me to create in order to inspire. Whether that's through the written word, the spoken podcasts, interesting conversations, discovering art, or just telling jokes. For me, success is knowing that when I lay my head down to sleep each night, I can look back over the day, being proud of who I was, how I acted, and the things I did, knowing that I left my loved ones or the strangers I've just met with a smile on their face. Oh, and I can't forget the belly laughs. Anyone who knows me knows that I love my belly belly laughs. So bottom line is, I'm the captain steering my own boat now, and I'm really excited about the bold journey ahead. The destination is still unknown, but that's okay. Where are you headed? So, that was today's podcast. And if you are interested in taking a course about uh, success, there is one from Wharton that will help you reevaluate your future and envision success on your own terms. And I've included a link in the show notes about that um, course. Otherwise, I hope this podcast makes you take pause and consider your definition of success and any changes that may be needed to keep you on track. So I'd really love to hear from you. Please send me a message on Instagram or drop me an email and let me know your thoughts about this topic and if you like the podcast. And if you did, please share it with others who may benefit. In the meantime, I hope this podcast finds you well and I will continue to pray for all of you and your success. Thanks for listening, everybody. Until next time. Bye.